welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What's up, Mad Mob? Back at it again with another episode. Hey, trade deadline's come and gone, people. It's come and gone. Uh, I hope that you're you're happy whenever you open up your uh, fantasy app. I hope you're happy with what you see. Gentlemen? Men? Yeah. Are Wait you happy with what you see? Mm. Yes and no. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Any last-second <clears> trades y'all made? Quite a few leagues. No trades? Begs? No, no. I tried to, uh, try to trade... Justin Herbert in a Superflex league, uh, and he was only to pay, uh, only willing to pay a prince's ransom instead of a king. So I said no. I was trying to push uh, Gabe Davis a second and a third for DK Metcalf. Couldn't get it done. Mm. Couldn't get it done. Coming off a strong week too, he probably regrets it. Hopefully. Yeah, I really want to shop Debo. Honestly. I'm gonna have to wait till the off season, like obviously, but hopefully he has a good stretch, you know, towards the playoffs, and I can off that man for something next year. I don't, I'm not a fan. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of offense on that team. I don't, I don't like trusting a player that's got a lot of of point suckers around him. And possibility for Trey Lance. Sorry, Biggs. No, you're good. They're they're loaded with weapons. Yeah, um, I think we're gonna switch up the content. Obviously, we're not taking Q and As. We might take a little bit if there's like uh, some dynasty questions, um, but obviously the questions are gonna die down a lot just due to the fact that the trade deadline has come and gone. Um, I'd say that the Q and As will pick up a lot more in the off season for dynasty um, and all that. So we're gonna switch it up. Uh, I think we're gonna go more. We're obviously covering all the fantasy. Uh, details that you need to know um but we're just we're gonna converse we're gonna talk about the state of the game we'll still have we'll still have our reviews and our previews and all that um but it's just gonna be changed up a little bit more try and be a little bit more entertainment entertaining uh we we're amoebas out here we we change we change uh to better entertain you all to fit the market better. It, let's be honest, boys. Fantasy football podcast is a saturated market, and we got to do something to stick out. Am I right? That's what you got to do. You know what sticks out? You know what sticks out? A nice doink, like one that was given this weekend to Christopher J. Begley. Let him know about uh, it. Man. So after the show that we last did, which hopefully everyone had a happy Thanksgiving, we had a little hiatus. Hope you had a good time with your family. Uh, Begs and I were spitting back and forth at each other about trying to get a doink done before the the games happened, and we came. I wish I recorded it. It's comedy. We should have. We really should have. It went on for a minute. Um, who would have the better fantasy week? I took Devonta Smith against Green Bay, and he took Alan Lazard against Philly. And um, as I'm bringing it up and everything, apparently Devonta Smith won. It was very ugly. I won 9.0 to 4.4. Um, yeah, that brings Begley to 4-10 and 10 right now on the season in Doinks. Trash. 
Uh, Wayne and I both have seven wins apiece. I'm sitting at seven and three. Begs or uh, Wayne at seven and five. So Begs has a little bit of work to get done here. Uh, let me just say something. <clears throat> Wayne, what happens when you've got a wheel that just squeaks a lot? It gets the grease eventually. You got to give it a little bit of grease. Goni was asking for the grease week in, week out, crying, spilling tears all over his mic. Nobody does doinks with me. I was begging for a doink, Wayne. Was I not begging for one? You you were. Um, I, I them gimmies are done though. Uh, I know. I know. If had there been cooler heads, had Goni uh, not been such a whiny baby, you might you probably wouldn't have taken that one. Uh, I'm not betting on Alan Lazard with Darian Slay shadowing all over the field. I gave. I let Goni pick the players. No, nah, you proposed. No. You proposed all all set. I you did. wanted you wanted Drake London. Which yeah. I should have took because anyone who I played know. football this week, absolutely, the same result would have happened. But you're like, all right, I need you to get the six-string guy who just came off the street. Oh. Like, he has street clothes, putting them on. I want you to take him. I offered you Darius Slayton versus Drake London. You would have won with Darius Slayton. I mean, that, it was a, right. it was fair. I knew Drake London's value. I offered you fair value for it. You spat right. my face. You wanted Stephon Diggs <laughs> against Drake London. So then I just tried to find comparable matchups. We found one. I let you pick the player, and I just took the other side. And Begley Luck struck again. I mean, it sounds like great strategy then on my part. It led to a led to a dub. Who's who's doing it wrong here? Wayne, I look forward to uh mini doinks with you in the future, sir. Dip it a cap. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I will never let Goni get his way just because he whines. Because, Lord, he whines all the time. He whines. Uh, Mad Mob, before I hit that record button and after I hit that record button, it's it's Goni just pouring tears. He wow. hates it when me and Beckley make doinks, but he don't ever want to make it unless it's completely one-sided. Yeah, it's true. Just out here winning doinks, man. Hey, me too. I'm just I'm just doing it the old-fashioned way. You know, you're, this reminds you're doing it. Lose, you're doing it. To, losing a lot more. Also, you're getting these kills the nuke contract way. <laughs> hey man, Wayne, dubs are dubs. This reminds me of the time that Goni started a dynasty league, but before he would start it, he had to have somebody else's first and third and fifth round pick. Facts for nothing but a couple of rookie draft picks and a roll of toilet paper. Listen, Mad Mob. Let, I'll, I'll elaborate on that a little bit since this is more of a little conversation episode. And which Goni's gonna hate, by the way. Hate. He, he hates it. Hate. Mad Mob. We had a dynasty startup that we did in this off season, and Goni started up the league. Sent in the chat, uh, and I will give him this. He sent in the chat. The league is activated. Trades are live. So we're like, okay, and this is probably two months before the season. So we're like, okay. We get around to the draft, and Goni had two first-round picks and two third-round picks. And we were like, what in the world? How? He traded his rookie first-round pick and a tenth-round pick for this dude's first-round pick overall and his third-round pick overall. And we're like, what? It was two separate trades. Not the same guy. What? So he traded a first-round pick in a rookie draft for a first round pick in the overall draft and a third round. He got the dude's third round for his 10th round. 
and it has to be said that only Goni knows this guy, and only Goni has his number. Not true. Not true. That's he, that is true. It's allow true. No, me, nobody allow knows me to, to to let the people know what really happened. And not I to mention, not to mention, Goni fleeced this guy in multiple leagues, and then another time within this same league. And Goni's commission. What was the, what was the prior fleecing? Until. Until finally, my brother was like, dude, give me this guy's freaking number. And Goni put up a fight, but he finally gave up the guy's number. What was the prior fleecing? It wasn't prior. You said you said I had a ball. What was the previous fleecing then from whatever you're referring to? You I, traded I with him twice in this league. No, After... I didn't. I didn't. I traded, with, I traded with him. I gave up a first, second, and third in the rookie. Um... And a second next year, I think it was. And then to acquire the first pick, first over or first round pick. And then I traded with another guy. I gave him the tenth overall, the tenth round pick, and next year's first as well, I believe is what it was. You also got his first round rookie pick this year. He traded him Jerry Judy and a couple He wanted Jerry of, Judy, man. I didn't even I didn't couple even pieces of pocket trade. That was the other fleecing. There it was. That's Jerry what we're talking Jerry about. For, for Metcalf and and the first rounder. Yeah. Come on, man. And you, nobody would do nobody would do Jerry Judy for Metcalf straight up. Yet for Jerry Judy, you got Metcalf and a first round. And it, it's a top four pick as well. He got a top four and Metcalf for Jerry Judy. He's fleecing a dude who uh, he he doesn't he doesn't know. He only knows. That's, that's at, at the beginning of the year though. I feel like that's the pick probably not, but I could definitely see Jerry Judy for Metcalf beginning of season. You have you have. Right. G- DK Metcalf was dead to a lot of people, boys. DK Metcalf was dead to a lot. Beggs, you personally were super high on Jerry Judy coming into this year. I, I think for sure you would have absolutely considered it if it was a one-for-one swap. Obviously, we're 12 weeks into the season now, and you can see how things have gone for both, and it looks like I clearly won the trade on that one. But what I'm saying is is that I gave everyone two months worth of heads-up time. No one made any moves. I made my moves two weeks before the draft. Um, and then you guys didn't even find out until the draft because that's how much you guys keep up with it. Now, f- first of all, I was a Jerry Judy fan until I saw him play this year. You made that trade in, what, week five, six? No, absolutely not. Gone. It was late because then I, I traded you for that pick. It was like first the next day. It was like... First two weeks, maybe. No, th- no. but a doink on it. At least three weeks in, no, no less. Well, just, well, now now that your number keeps growing, it went from first first week to third. Okay. It it, it was it was enough time into the season to where you can make had a def, a definitive opinion on Jerry Judy. Okay. Wayne is agreeing. Uh, yeah, because Wayne can't remember what happened. Four days ago, dude, you you absolutely fleeced one of the guys that is that has no idea what they're doing. Just just to put it, it's one of the guys that just. I, Goni's the guy. If you if you play like a game of war with Goni, he's got to have three aces in his deck, or he won't play. That's what he is. I, I tell you what it is. I tell you. I tell you what it is. There's just like if you're in a fairly competitive league. And you have, uh, let's say, let's say you have you get all your boys in there. It it's was after one week. It's it's a competitive league, but you need to fill a spot. So you ask 
the taco of of your all's friends group to join. It's like an unwritten rule that you all don't trade with the taco because anybody can fleece him. He's easily fleeceable. You just leave the taco alone. You leave you leave him alone with the with what he's got. And that's what we all did except for Goni. Goni absolutely scoped out Taco and just absolutely raped him for everything he was worth and laughed at us the whole time he was doing it. Warm when up. we're all we're all kind so of jealous. We all kind so of had jealous. our own gentleman's agreement. Don't no, trade with the taco because we no, all know he's. We all know we can fleece him. We all the know guy, he has no clue what OG. he's doing. The guy's an OG. He's been in this same league that I've been running for the last five years, bro. All more than half the league has played with him over the course of this time, and that's fair game. Everyone trades with him. It's not like bringing in a brand new guy. If anything, Beggs and and Brandon are way newer than he has been. He's been in the league for five, six years. This is my point, Goni. Has has. Has Taco ever been a threat in the years that we've played with him? He may have made the playoffs once or twice. May have made the playoffs once in five years. Okay. You are well aware that Begley and Brandon know what they're doing. Correct. You are well aware that Taco is not a threat, no clue what he's doing, never a threat. And you you scoped them out, man. You scoped them out and you fleeced them. We, you're supposed to leave the taco alone. It's an unwritten rule. When you just got, whether he's been in the league for 20 years or one year, you know that he's got no clue what he's doing and he's not a threat. You shouldn't fleece him. Yeah, they, there was no league veto, nothing. It was just silently pushed through. We showed up on draft day and he's got a stockpile of picks. Yeah, uh, Charlie Brown, this is the type of guy that, that this is your dude in the podcast, man. This is your this, guy. This is your guy. This is who he is behind closed Wins. doors. Wins. This is who he is behind closed doors, and I feel like you should know that. Number one fan of the podcast, Charlie Brown, man. If you if you want to win, that, those are the moves you make. You break do GAs. You he, do you remember when he laughed at me for saying Cam Akers is going to be hot dog water? I think I said the I, same, I do. actually. What was the doink? Didn't you guys have a doink as well? Yeah, Gabe Davis to Hollywood Brown. Is there a running doink? Mm. I feel good about it. It's close. It's close, and I've missed a month of football. Oh, but also, let me let me also reiterate. It was after one game I made the, the Judy and DK switch, and Judy had his best game of the season. DK did not. So, no, it wasn't week five. I'm, I'm just uh, throwing it out there. It was September 18th, which is right before week two. Plenty of time um, to see he was dog water. So, so how do you feel about Hollywood's first game with DK on the field? He did exactly what, literally exactly what I anticipate him to do on average. Did the Cardinals call trade for DK? I didn't see it. No, I was talking about the Hollywood. Your Hollywood doink with Gabe Davis. Yeah, he said uh, for the first time we saw Hollywood on the field with DK. I didn't know that uh, uh, an interconference trade happened. When did oh, DeAndre, DeAndre. Oh, okay. Um, I felt good about it. I mean, first came off a major injury. I'm okay with that. He's going to get back into game shape. You're down by nine points as of right now. And I've missed a month of football. I'm good. I feel good about it. He's, oh, he's yeah, got it's, it. It's what, do you mean, what do you mean he's got to get back into game shape? He'll get back into game shape. What are you saying? It, it, I'm saying look at Michael Gallup. He's getting back into game shape. He's playing better. 
That man's been getting back into game shape since year two. He stays hurt, man. He's got the weakest ACLs. Why? In the but why don't they? You know, they're professional athletes. Time off shouldn't matter. They should just jump right back in when they're healthy and and be how they were before, right? You can't simulate a game. Everybody knows that. You can't simulate a game. So would you say they've got a bit of ring rust? I indeed. That's exactly what I'm saying. He has. Okay. Well, he has field rust. Mad Mob, let's 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 pivot a little bit. We'll go over the CTFL real quick. Uh, Goni with a record low this week, thirty nine point nine. Wow. Uh, me also not doing well, fifty three point seven. Darnell Mooney not getting anything. Etn leaving hurt and Davis Mills getting benched uh, mm. hurt me this week, fifty three point seven. Uh, Begley outpaced us. At 89.3, and that was good enough to take the overall lead. Uh, Goni at 833.08, myself with 922.66, Begley with 947.14. We go to the bad teams. I've got Bears-Panthers. Panthers won this week. Bears lost. I'm at 7-17 and overall. Uh, Goni, Jags-Lions. Jags won. Lions lost. Puts him at 8-14. and Giants Jets for Beggs. Jets won. Giants lost at fourteen and eight. Comfortable lead. I don't even know why I cover this anymore. I'll tell you what. I cover it because you're supposed to. Not right. not just because you're you're doing good. You're I do it because you're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Well, real classy move, Wayne. Tip of the cap to you. Hold the tip of the cap because this is where it's going to get a little messy, gentlemen. Last week, Mad Mob, as you know. The DFS lineup, I took a minus one. It was sketchy. I took a minus one. It was dirty. It was a low move. Goni messaged me mere seconds after kickoff. Mere seconds after kickoff to say, what an idiot. You didn't set your lineup. They they didn't win with honor last week. Uh, They didn't remind me to set my lineup. They knew that when I set my lineup, I'm a dog. So they they made me take a minus one, and it was just absolutely horrendous how they did it. I I don't I would never want to win that way personally. Begs, begs, I just I I want to be better. Athletes ever have to get woken up, or do you think they set their own alarms and they show up when they're supposed to show up? Sometimes they get woken up. Oh well, not this time. Um, but yeah, that's just not how I want to win, Mad Mob. I, I want to win fair and square. I want to win because I beat you. Not because you have a life and you just overlook setting your lineup that week. Um, that stuff happens, you know. I've got four kids, uh, full-time job. It is what it is. Uh, and Goni didn't want to win that way. He he was scared. He didn't remind me. He just made fun of me after the games kicked off, and that's fine. Absolutely, Goni, you're dumb. Is, is he the Kyler Murray of DFS lineup setting? He's the biggest crybaby of all time, man. Who only only Austin. Wayne Roberts can have a boo-hoo situation about something that is clearly his fault. Uh, I send out the lineups every week on Wednesday, and um, it doesn't even tell you. It doesn't even tell you who signed up, who did their roster. It just says uh, completed one out of three, two out of three, or, or three out of three. I'll, Didn't know. Didn't I'll, just, I'll, let, I'll let the people decide whether this is. You know, If this is me... I'm shooting out a text. Hey, one of y'all are forgetting to do it. Is it my fault that I forgot? Obviously, I'm not debating that. But if I see that one of you all haven't set your lineup, I'm going to be like, hey, man, one of y'all didn't set your lineup. 
Kind of like how I did with both of you for your pigskin pickums this week. Both of you forgot to make your pickum picks, and I reminded no. you because I, I don't want to win. I I I, I, I want to win with honor. You know, I stay on top of it. You don't yeah. because whenever you were over at my house this past week, I reminded you, and you made all your picks. I didn't. I already had them. I just had to make sure that I had them. Same with Beggs. Beggs sitting on his couch Thanksgiving reminded him, and he made his picks for the week. Because I'd rather win because I'm better, because I'm smarter, faster, stronger. I am so Batman. He let, let you miss two, Beggs. I think you, you missed out on two of those games, no? So he let you do that, but the third one is the saving grace and Wayne's a uh, hero, right? That's true, Gunny. That's how you see I, it? He, he could have missed out on a lot more if it wasn't for me. I digress. Mad Mob, I'm back. Uh, I'm, I made my lineup. What happened is what happens more often than not. I came out, and it was a slobber knocking. Wasn't even close from the jump. I absolutely beat the dog snot out of both of them. Wasn't even one by double digits on the second place guy. I came out. I had a point to prove. I think it's been proven. I absolutely dominated. I took a minus one on some crap last week. So I came out here, and I got my one back by absolutely just dominating these fools. You won if by you want, it's not that big a deal. If you uh, just whooped double digits, it's double slow. digit molly whopping. It's really not that big. It it is. It's See, not. this is this is Goni Mad Mob. Whenever he's not doing good, it's not that big of a deal. But when he's doing good, oh man, it's a nuclear deal. Did you see how? Hey, 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 bags. Did you? Did you see? Did you see how he hijacked the podcast for a little bit so he could just gloat about his doink that he forced you into, that he twisted your arm on? We're that was a big it. deal. I don't, I don't love that Goni's used our entire governmental on this podcast in the first fifteen minutes. I mean, you on my social, <laughs> Goni? Hey, wow, that's what it is. Just a bad guy, but yeah, I got my plus one back. Um, Goni came in second. Uh, Begley took a minus one. It's a joke. It was close. What are the standings? The standings. Um, gotta pull them up here now. I didn't expect this. He didn't, didn't expect, expect it because he's not first. I thought you were gonna go on for another five minutes. Uh, Wayne's in first with two. I am in second with zero, and Begs is. Third with minus one. Wow. I, I'm in first by two and took a minus a crappy minus one last week. Hilarious. I, why, don't you, why don't you boys just go ahead and make you a doink about this? On what? Who's going to finish with more points? Go ahead and double dip. All right, cool. I'll make it. <laughs> Give him a two-point cushion, huh? I, I mean, I, it is what it is, man. I had it. It was nah. even at the beginning. You're not doing it, going? Nah, nah, I'm not gonna do it. Of course I'm not, not dude. He only he only takes the gimmies. He only takes the one he's got to twist your arm to get. Not doing the handicaps. Sorry. Beggs accidentally muted his mic, and he doesn't even know yet. I didn't mute it. Uh, Wayne's wife is is screaming into her phone, talking to my wife in the background. So, wow, they're absolutely yelling at each other. I don't know why. <laughs> hey babe uh, Begley said that you need to shut up You're talking way too loud It is rude That's what I thought when he said that Good times Good times all around 
Mabel wanted some milk, dude. What do you want her to do? I just realized I muted my mic, and uh, my computer mic still picks up every bit of noise that comes through here. So, sorry. I tried. That's, that's not true. That's not true. I heard it coming through my wife's phone because your wife is yelling <laughs> through her phone to my wife. <laughs> We're podcasting. Quiet. Quiet in the house. You know what? If, if this was Goni. Listen. Listen. Face. Mad Mop. A studio. We need a studio. We'll get... Could you imagine a studio gong? We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get all sort of soundproofing. You know, we'll have that thing looking looking like Joe Rogan's area. Man. No no phone calls in the background. No kids screaming. No Outback Steakhouse ads. No Outback Steakhouse ads. Maybe, maybe Begley will get a serviceable mic. That's That'll be like the third or fourth purchase I make. Third or this fourth. Just What's fine. the first and second? Uh, you know, we'd have to get a Mac and, and a good chair. You know, snacks. Tons snacks. of snacks. Snacks Obviously are snacks. a must. So that's yeah, three yeah, right there. Well, he ain't wrong about that. <laughs> Boys, we had some. We're 25 minutes into this. Time flies when you're roasting gone. <laughs> Let's, uh,. Let's talk about let's talk Jets Bears. Why is Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson done? Yeah, yeah. Mike White came out and bawled, just is, like he did last su- year. In a super flex league, are you blowing the rest of your fab on Mike White? Yeah. At this point in the in, at this point in the season, yeah. Honestly, I went and scooped him up in a super flex like right before game time because I saw that he was going to be the starter. Um, just to have, I didn't actually, I did play him in one league. He dropped like 24 or something, which is solid. Um, yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy for sure. Dude, how bad does it look that Zach Wilson could only put up three points just a week before and Mike White comes out here and drops 30 plus in his first game out? I, to be fair, Zach Wilson got the Patriots to the last three weeks. I mean, that's a horrible, horrible matchup. But yeah, Mike White's loads better. Is Garrett Wilson a must-start now? Yeah, I think so. I think so. If you have him, he's he's just – the offense getting better as a whole is just better for him. You could tell he's he's the one. He's the alpha for sure. Yeah. It, even the Bears' offense didn't look atrocious against a very good Jets defense. Simeon had a pretty good game. That's also true. I don't know how long Justin Fields is going to be out for either. He has a separated shoulder, so – Man, this was my opportunity to strike back at you, and here I go having my guy get benched. I know. He only needed 20 points every week for the rest of the season. <laughs> you know, you know, I was the second leading scorer in two two leagues this week, and I lost. It's That's brutal. A, I beat. It's a bad week. It's brutal, man. I'm, I'm honestly sitting on – and my only redraft league, a redraft keeper, I looked at it today. I have the third most points scored in the league and the most points scored against. I'm about to be five and seven. That's a brutal time. You just I it's did. just bad matchups, man. In toot ball, our toot ball league, I dropped two hundred and lost. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Um so Jets. Brees Hall comes back. 
Zach Wilson's gone. They're going to be nasty, right? Fantasy They've already been nasty. They're going to be a problem. Yeah, their defense is good. Their run game is solid. You know, Brees Hall or no, and they got they weapons have, offensively all yeah, over, yeah. like on the outside. Elijah Moore had a good week this week. Mike Mike White fed everybody. Everybody ate. Everybody ate. Who who has a better fantasy outlook next year? Lions or Jets? That remains to be seen, honestly. I, I want to go with the Jets first because you're hoping Mike White stays, but you don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like next year for the Lions. And, and if I'm like, if you're talking about from a fantasy perspective, we know what we're getting. You know, Brees Hall's the one. You, you're getting uh, that one play out of him. You just don't know what DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, what that dynamic is going to do. Is Jamal Williams' contract up actually this year? Yes, it is. Yeah, you just never know. So, So he might go somewhere else. And DeAndre Swift is to the moon. Um, or they might re-sign him, and then it's this weird 50-50, you don't really want to start either of them, but at the same time you want to start both of them type of situation. Yeah. DeAndre yeah. Swift next year is scary to me, just as far as like when you go to draft him in your redraft leagues and it's your pick and he's sitting on the board – as of right now, this recording, like he's got to be one of the scariest guys to think about next year because he's still probably going to go late first round, early second. Well, let me ask you all this. I, and obviously, I'll go ahead and preface this. Never, ever take two positional players off the same team. Um, but it, who, which duo has more fantasy success next year, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, or Jamison Williams, Amon Ra? Yeah, assuming Mike White and Jared Goff stay. Ooh, I like uh, I like Elijah Moore and Wilson personally. I think I like the Lions pair. To be honest with you, I think I think that would be my go-to with Hawkinson leaving. Um, Jared Goff just loves Amon Ra. He gets plenty of targets, and Jamison Williams is just a stud. So let that man get healthy. I mean, I don't think there's really a wrong answer here. It's it's a lot of what ifs, and we're talking about very young wide receivers, but that would be a close one. I think that that would be a close one. I'm leaning more towards the lines, though, is is my point. I think I am too. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm on. I was going to give you. Um, you know what? You want to know something I was excited about? You guys know I drafted Naheem Hines in a lot of leagues this year. Buffalo went and traded for him, and they're not using him. It's weird. Why? You know, I hated Naheem Hines from the beginning and made fun of your love of him from the beginning, and you called me stupid and tried to spit a bunch of stats at me? Yeah. Make sure. Yeah. He had his time, and then he got – I mean, the Colts were just an absolute dumpster fire. But uh, I think the Bills' backfield's weird, man. Singletary's the guy, right, for the rest of the season, no doubt. Are you playing him every week from here on out? Probably. Probably without looking at the matchups, even it just seems like they're trying to get him more involved. They did last season as well. So, I mean, we might see, hopefully they go back to that trend. If you remember like his last five games of last season were phenomenal, like RB one type numbers. Um, and it was just cause they gave him the ball more and more. And so you saw after uh, Josh Allen's first game, with the injury, um, didn't know if he was going to play. They fed him a lot. They they dumped it down to him a lot. 
Uh, yeah, I think he's he's going to be like a key cog to success for the rest of the season. And, I mean, just looking at it, it gets a little rough, though. It's New England, uh, the Jets, Miami, Chicago, and Cincy for the Super Bowl. So, I mean, if he's if he's getting 15-plus touches a game or 15-plus opportunities a game, uh, I like it. I like it. I, I'd be willing to do that. Yeah. Flex at the least. I think flex is probably where he belongs. Yeah. Yeah. Spe- speaking of running backs, um, I want to pivot over to the Cowboys-Giants game. I'm going through the Thanksgiving slate. Zeke and Pollard, are you guys playing them every week? Ugh. Zeke's a tough one. I think Pollard I'm is leaning too. more towards no. Okay. If I'm starting one, I'm probably starting Pollard at this point. And I know Zeke just had a pretty good game, but he looked good too that's the thing he had a good game but he looked explosive I think he warrants consideration for sure because they have great matchups leading all the way up to the Super Bowl I mean Indy, Houston, Jacksonville, Philly they're all favorable run you know so Pollard Pollard gets his but at the same time Zeke has already been proven to be like the goal line back so you get that man down at like the five yard line, they're gonna give Zeke the ball. They refuse to like let this man go away. Jerry Jones remembers every cent he had to pay this guy. So he's <laughs> I'm gonna get these touchdowns out of you. He's a dude though, man. He's good. He's good he at finding good. the red zone. He is good. Yeah. Oh, Wayne, rest of season. You like uh Pollard Zeke? Or do you like Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris. That's probably that's probably a matchup play for me. Okay. Um, I, I'm probably leaning more Stevenson, Damian Harris because Stevenson has a very high floor right now. Um, and I think I don't think Pollard or Zeke match Stevenson's output either of them. So okay. Damian Harris doesn't have to do too much. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the only other comment I had on this game, I don't know if you guys have any or not, but Darius Slayton looks like a legit wide receiver one option for the Giants. Uh, I think he's a guy that you can slot in if you have to in an emergency. Same with Michael Gallup. He's running into form. He looked good. It's uh, Darius Slayton's. Yeah, he's he's strung a couple weeks together. It's surprising. Um, yeah. It's kind of the opposite of Kadarius Tony that came over to Kansas City and blew up and then has done nothing since. Um, Darius Slayton, you're right, has given us a couple straight weeks. I think he definitely warrants flex consideration at this point, depending on the matchup for sure. Yeah. You guys think, just talking about guys to pick up and everything, you think Zonovan Knight for the Jets is worth a pickup this week? He came in, it was his debut. He's a rookie running back. Um, Came in, 14 carries, 69 yards, three receptions for another 34 yards. Uh, it's good for the RB23 on the week, but... Um, How serious be, is Michael Carter's injury? I, I mean, he, he sprained his ankle. He suffered an ankle, ankle injury. So, I mean, that leaves him and... I mean, I don't even remember who it was. If James Robinson is going to be just scratched every week, then... What does that mean? 
Yeah, you know, I, at this point in the season, he and Jordan Mason both are flyers. I think you have to take if you have any fab left. I'm right there with you on that. It, this is really the point where you really need to make smart waiver decisions because you can't trade your way out of any sketchy situations. You can't trade your way out of any late late season injuries um, or, or anything like that. So, so now's the time post-trade deadline to be very smart in your waiver pickups. So if there's any sort of possibility of a player breaking out as, you know, a legitimate fantasy starter, I think he's definitely worth it at this point in the season. I would take him like him and Ty Jones or Ty Johnson are the, the guys there. I'd, I'd preferably rather have Zonovan Knight. I know Ty Johnson got the touchdown, so he scored, you know, a little bit more points. But he only carried the ball five times to Zonovan's 14. He got two two uh, targets also out of the backfield. So I want the volume in that. I think Zonovan Knight, I think you go for both of them, but you just spend up a little bit more on Zonovan Knight in hopes that you get him uh, out of the two. Uh, Jordan Mason, definitely someone that we looked at before. What about Jamichael Hasty? How do you guys feel about Jamichael Hasty? Disgusting, but... You got to. Yeah, I mean, uh, do we know what's wrong with ETN yet? Have... It was a foot injury, but they they said immediately after the game that he could have been put right back in the game. Um, it was just more of a cautionary move. And Was it yeah, the same but, foot he injured? His I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that. I'll have to look into it real God, quick. Uh, I, we... Uh, for the love of fantasy and player safety, can we not get real grass in the NFL in this multi-billion-dollar industry? Can we not get grass? Man, how many turf toe injuries do you see in uh, in the Premier League, Infinite. in La Liga, in the Bundesliga? How yeah. many turf toe injuries do you see? None, hardly any. Can we get real grass NFL? I mean, there's literal injuries happening all the time solely because these guys play on turf. And the only reason they're playing on turf is because it's a little cheaper. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The Cardinals do it the right way, man. They have their grass bust in and bust out after every game. And it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, you you have a grounds crew whether you have turf or grass. Yeah. Just make them deal with the grass. I mean, Lord, I've... You've you've got millions of dollars in assets on the field as well. Like protect your assets. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. It never will until they just change it. Yeah, I digress. I agree. Boys, how do you how do you feel like uh, Deshaun Watson? Revenge game. Deshaun Watson is going to be activated this week. Playing Houston. What what are we thinking here? What do we think? It's in Houston. He's going to throw for 5 million yards. Here's the thing. Let's talk about this. The Browns are 4-7. and seven. Jacoby Brissett played really well, right? What more are you going to get out of Deshaun than what Brissett gave you? He was solid. You Is need he... continuity in the offense. You need the ring rust to be knocked off. You, like... I, at the beginning of the season, I was of the mind that, like, you know, maybe they're so far out of the division that they don't risk hurting their asset they just paid all this money to. But now as we're closer to it and I'm 
seeing the picture that it actually might be that way with them being four and seven, you still need to have them out there. You need to see what you got. You got a new toy. You got to, you got to take it out of the box, man. And, and it's, they're out of the picture. Absolute worst case scenario. He gets injured and guess what? There, it doesn't change your season outlook and you've got a whole off season to get him healthy again. Yeah, uh, you definitely play him. I, I, I guess where I was coming from was, tamp. You know, uh, what's the word? Look for tamping it. Tamping is that the word? Tamping Tamper. the expectation. Tamper. I have no clue Tamper. what you're trying to Tamper. say, Tamper dude. I'm confused. Temper, damping. That's what he was looking Tamper. for. Tamper. Tampering. Um, Tamper the expectations. Temper. That's what I said. Temper uh, the expectations. Right? Like uh, Cleveland is what they are. I think. I mean, Brissett played well enough. I'm not sure what more Deshaun gives you. I mean, obviously he'll be better, but I don't know that it's. I'm trying to give you names. If you have, have, okay, I'll give you a name. If you have Derek Carr, are you benching him for Deshaun Watson? Like this week? Yeah, this, yeah. Um, well, let me just do a quick search here. Oh man, I'm going to bench him, bench Derek Carr for Watson. Would you like to put a doink on it? Who does Derek Carr play for the listeners? He plays against the Chargers at home. I will take a doink if you give me Dak Prescott. You didn't bring up Dak Prescott though. I might want to take a doink on, on Carr, but I'll take a doink on Dak. I think Dak's a similar guy to Derek Carr, right? It's like one of those weird spots. Do I bench? Wayne, do you bench Dak for Deshaun Watson? Who do they play this week? Play Indy. I don't like that as much because Houston's Houston, when you're looking at them on, on the matchup, like I know they're one of the worst teams ever, but they have some of the lowest – air yardage given up and like points to the quarterbacks because teams just get a big lead on them and then just run all over them. So like, that's why I don't necessarily like it is because I can just see Cleveland getting up and then Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt just having a day and running down clock, you know, for the rest of the game. Wayne, are you benching Dak Prescott for Deshaun Watson? I, mm. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep Dak. I probably. Perfect. I probably would start Deshaun Watson. All right. Quick. Quick little game. You guys, tell me if you bench uh, the quarterback or or play Deshaun Watson here. Okay. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, I need matchups. Do you have matchups for these or not? Ryan Tannehill against the Eagles. Bench in Tannehill. Yeah, I'm playing Watson. Trevor Lawrence against the Lions. Trevor Lawrence. Agreed. Is that a yes, Wayne? Goff against Jaguars. Uh, playing Watson. Playing Goff, I think. Mike White against the Vikings. Watson. Play- yep, playing Watson. Kirk Cousins against the Jets. This is a good one. Playing Watson. Watson. You know what Kirk just did to the Patriots? I think I'm taking Kirk on that one, man. He's hot. Mariota against the Steelers. Watson. 
TJ Watson. Watt's back, man. TJ Watt is coming. He's he's trying to still set this sack record, son. He's got like three a game he needs. Danger Russ against the Ravens. Oh, Watson. anyone. I'll, I'll <laughs> take you, bro. I'll take you over Danger Russ. Daniel Jones against Washington. What? I think I'll take Watson. Daniel Jones in that one. Nah, I'm avoiding that divisional matchup. I know it's a rough one, dude. I'm scared to do it. I'm not gonna lie. I just think I'm underrating um, Daniel Jones. No, I think Daniel Jones has been great. I just think it's a divisional matchup, and I don't know if it's gonna be a thirteen ten game or a forty eight thirty thirty eight game. It's got one hundred and fifteen rushing yards and like two hundred and thirty passing yards. Yeah, I just try, I'm gonna try and stay away from divisional matchups if I can. Garoppolo against the Dolphins. Watson. Ooh. Miami gives up parts. I know. That's a good one. Uh, I think I'm going to take Jimmy. I don't love it, though. That's a tough one. Uh, Burrow against the Chiefs. Burrow. Burrow. Yeah, Matt Ryan against Dallas. Watson. Yeah, yeah, easy. Last one, Geno against the Rams. Watson. Watson. Really? I'm taking Geno on that one. I'm with you guys on the rest, but give me give me Geno on that one. Interesting. So so generally, Wayne, you seem to be higher on Watson than Goni is for sure. I think so. Yeah. Um, man, well, speaking of dangerous, I got your boys' juices flowing with that one. Wayne, I asked Goni earlier. He said he hadn't seen it. Have you seen the clip where the Broncos D lineman is lighting Russ Wilson up? Yes. Purse, uh, what's his name? Purcell. Purcell. What's your thoughts on what's going on in Denver, man, from a fantasy perspective? From a fantasy perspective, I think there is nothing going on in Denver. I don't like anybody. Corlin Sutton's been playing okay. Um, uh, Corlin Latavius Sutton. Murray. If you can get Latavius Murray, if he's somehow still on your waivers, grab that guy. Yeah, but even Latavius Murray isn't putting up like RB1 numbers like he is. No, it's just we're late in the season, man. Anyone, anyone can go for you at any given game. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I mean, we've been, we've been saying since we – Three that it's Russ Wilson. He's going to figure it out. He ain't figuring it out. He sucks. What about Kendall Hinton in a deep league? No, never. Listen, let me let me ask you all something that I that I. Greg Dulcich, yeah. The question was posed. I forget where it was posed. Honestly, Geno Atkins coming into Seattle, seeing immediate success. Is Geno Atkins the defensive tackle? Geno Sapkins, uh, Geno Smith, um, one of them Genos. Oh, this is JP Shapley. Oh, it was. I know where you're right. going with this. Yeah, you're we right. Yeah, a uh, shout out, John. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, this this was him, and it was. Uh, and I remember when Goni told me that it made me think. I don't know why I never thought of it. Um, yeah, shout out, John. Yeah, this was 100 percent him. Um, Begley. Is this a Pete Carroll thing? Is Russell Wilson not really that great? 
he was just put into a great system under a good head coach. And then when he left, he, he left the comfort of where it's at. And Geno Smith has slotted in and seen immediate success based on the system and the head coach. I think it is a wide receiver thing, Wayne. I think Metcalf and Lockett are just that good. I mean, they made, they made Russ look good. They're making Geno Smith look good. And Geno Smith has never looked good. Yeah, but Russ, Russ Wilson also, because we talked about this a little bit before the pod, and it's something that before I talked to John about it this past weekend, I completely didn't even think about it at all either. But Russell Wilson played with, like, Doug Baldwin, who wasn't phenomenal. He was he was good. He was a pretty good wide receiver and stuff, but he didn't always have DK. Lockett was the two. I think he started there as the three, um, you know, when Russ, like, way back when. But, uh, dude, it, it it definitely makes you think that it could he be had, a system scheme kind of kind of deal. He had beast mode a lot of his career there as well. He had weapons, man. Yeah, he, he he had weapons. I, Wayne, I was talking to Gone. I, I, he referenced it. I'm a I'm starting to be a believer that receivers make quarterbacks, not the other way around. I mean, I, I, we can give you a ton of examples. Going, I went through a bunch of them, and what would you say, Gone, for every five, six ones we could think of, there was one dud. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, obviously, you're going to be better with better talent at a receiver, but like there's things you got to look at that, uh, that just aren't being shown by look at this and look at this, you know what I mean? Like how many accurate passes are being dropped because of a receiver? You know what I mean? That may, that, that goes, that goes on the quarterback stats. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, if they hit, if they hit a guy right in the, right in the numbers and he drops it, when we look back on that, we just see that as an incompletion uh, on the quarterback side. You know what I mean? So like, it, it's hard to just say. Uh, obviously, if you have better receivers, you have a better opportunity to be to see more success. I mean, that's that's an easy point. But that doesn't mean that the quarterback is going to be like a garbage quarterback can be amazing with good receivers and vice versa. Andre Johnson did it. DeAndre Hopkins did it. Just didn't have great quarterback play. And early on in their career, DeAndre Hopkins now has gone to the promised land and he had Deshaun Watson for a little while. But you're talking about before that, guys like Dan Arlovsky, um, let's just just nobodies. Let's David Carr. For let's Andre flip Johnson. it. Let's look at great receivers who didn't have good quarterbacks or used to have good quarterbacks and then didn't and dropped off or okay. weren't good and then went somewhere. Uh, to a good place uh, with a good quarterback and saw immediate success. I mean, it goes like both ways. This is such like a who, who? Uh, Julio Jones to Tennessee. Come on, bro. He was thirty. He was done. He was cooked. That doesn't matter. Come on, get get get. Give me somebody who is at least in their twenties. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson left Jags, went to the Bears, and was elite. Okay, and then he went to the Rams. And the, with the best said, quarterback he's had, it was doo doo water. But he's old. I said Mike Wallace, Mike Wallace, Percy Harvin, I think was another one as well. Braylon Edwards was one. Mid, all uh-huh. mid receivers. Deshaun Jackson. It's understandable. Deshaun was good when he left Philly. He went to Washington. He was good. He was fine there. He's a one trick. He's definitely a one trick. But 
I mean, I mean, look what I mean. Look what Tyreek ha- has made uh, Tua look like. Yeah, but he's got raw speed, though, man. He's he's a freak. Yeah, I mean, uh, De- Devonta the car digs down. We talked about it. We talked about all, all these digs down. What he what was Kirk Cousins before Justin Jefferson? But but Tua's Tua's already good. He was already one of the most accurate passes. He was already one of the most accurate passers in the NFL. He just didn't have the fastest receiver in the NFL. He didn't throw deep balls last year. They were trying to get Deshaun Watson to Miami and Tom Brady to Miami. They had no faith in Tua at all. And since then, he's been the most accurate passer. I mean, it is what it is. Just for that side of it, though, man, look at who it is. You're talking about Deshaun Watson – one of at, before all the allegations and all the you know the baggage that came with it, one of the elite I would I would argue young quarterbacks in the league and the goat. Of course, you're going to make room for that. Sure, but again, look at Miami's. Look at what they did before they got Terry. They actively tried to replace Tua. Look, look at the juju. Look at the juju fall off, and then he got a good quarterback, and now he's back. Fall off. He he tore nine all of his ACLs. He had no he, fall off he, there. Uh, when AB left, when AB left Pittsburgh, he was not good. It, Juju was a Pro Bowler in Pittsburgh. I don't think after that. First when AB left, Juju was not good. All right, I'll give you another example. Let's look at AJ Brown. He made he's making Ryan Tannehill. He made Ryan Tannehill look way better than he looks now. He's making Jalen Hurts look better now than he's ever looked in his career. All facts. Receivers make the quarterbacks, boys. And so in fantasy, I think next year, and just in, in, in years, I, I don't I'm going I'm not gonna value so much the, the quarterback that these super elite wide receivers are playing with. You just give me the talent. Talent usually wins the day, regardless, honestly, when it comes down to it. But another one that I had on your side, Wayne, is other guys without quarterbacks that have been really good through their career was Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Your boy DJ Moore is a prime example of that as well. Just they need a quarterback, man. They they can be good. They can absolutely be good. It's just they're playing with trash, absolute trash. You have it on the other side though. It goes both ways, more or less. You, like anyone who played with Peyton Manning was considered a pretty good wide receiver. You know, he made guys like Brandon Stokely and uh, and um, there was another dude. They had another guy that was the three. It was ended Eric up being Decker. pretty good. Who was it? Eric Decker. Yeah, I was thinking more so with the Colts. Anthony Gonzalez. That's mm-hmm. who it was. Yeah, I, I, DJ Moore. Right. He, he's he makes Sam Darnold look good this last week. Sam Darnold. Look at, good. look at any quarterback that left New England or any receiver that left New England. There's not been many. Wes Welker. Awful. He was incredible in Denver. Oh, he was he was very good until his brain so got good. turned silly. He, he got turned. He has the worst case of CTE of all time. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like it, when you look at the numbers, it, it success follows receivers generally. Surprise! All right, to bring it the other way around, though, for for Wayne's side, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders was made by Peyton Manning, and then he left there, and he's been trash ever since. He, he, when he left Denver, was he old? He started in Pittsburgh, I think, right? He did start in Pittsburgh, he, he but didn't have Pittsburgh. Like a five-year deal or anything like that. No, but he was good in Pittsburgh. He was good in Denver. Then he got old. I mean, uh, there's an age drop-off that corresponds there. I mean, look, let's, like take, let's take Hollywood Brown. Let's take Hollywood Brown. 
right? Lamar's passing numbers this year compared to last year, they're down. No? That's a fact. But that's that's a dumb argument. Like, obviously. Like, you need receivers. You need receivers just like receivers need a quarterback to put it in their hands. There's obviously more talented receivers in the NFL, and quarterbacks are going to see more success with more talented wide receivers, just like wide receivers can see more success for, with more talented quarterbacks. This right. is just a, it's just a weird argument that you're trying to make. It's not a, it's not a weird argument I make. All I'm saying is if, if you look at a bad quarterback who gets a good receiver, the quarterback's going to improve because the receiver's there. right? And if you have a good quarterback who loses a good receiver, the good quarterback's going to get worse. That, that's the point I'm trying to make. Who was Andrew Luck's best wide receiver? And don't tell me an old Reggie Wayne either. T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, it had to be T.Y. So probably, what happened to T.Y. Hilton afterwards? After Andrew Luck? Well, I'd say T.Y. got hurt. It would be my argument there. And he also got old. I mean, anyone else, though? He Andrew Luck was one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and if T.Y. Hilton's the only name that comes to mind, then... It's all he had, from what I remember. So, I mean, I would argue that Andrew Luck made T.Y. Hilton. I think that's a good example. That's all. That's all with that. But for the Lamar thing, just, yeah, of course the passing numbers went down. Dude, he's Rashad Bateman, who's hurt all year, and uh, Devin Duvernay. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with Tannehill. They got rid of their number one. And never replaced them, and then the guy they drafted was injured all year. Like that's that's obvious. And it's a run that, first team. They're run first teams, anyways. Yeah, they are, they are. But the point the point I'm trying to make is, and this is all circling back to Russell Wilson, right? And it, it, and let's let's talk about Kirk Cousins. He had Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs was amazing with Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins was ama- was he amazing with him. And then yeah, he got he traded was. to another great quarterback, and he's been amazing as well. And Kirk Cousins was absolutely mid before he went to Minnesota. He was awful in Washington. He didn't have any weapons. Uh, he had Deshaun Jackson. He had uh, I'm sure he had he had, he had a few weapons in in, in Washington. Who? Uh, I'll tell you here in a second. I don't want to railroad the show, but to circle back while I look this up, Russell Wilson, good quarterback. I think he was buoyed by his weapons. In Seattle, I think, I think he's got better. I, I really think he's got better weapons here. That's I totally disagree with you. See, that, that was that was the main thing though for him coming in is Denver for years has just been saying we're we're just a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. We're a quarterback away, and I mean he's got the weapons aren't a problem here. It, regardless, even if even if say you took the Seattle side of it. The drop off to the Broncos, even in your mind, can't really be that much for him to be this bad, right? Well, I think the biggest problem with Denver is our offensive line. I think at this, I think all five linemen are backups at this point. I mean, but still, dude, he's he's playing his way out of Hall of Fame consideration at this point. Yeah, he's off. Like people are going to be calling the longevity into into question when. He gets up on the ballot if he continues to play this way. Yeah. Like, Russell Wilson played many years before DK Metcalf. His receivers yeah. were Sidney Rice and Golden Tate, Doug Baldwin, Golden, Golden Tate. Tate, Doug Baldwin, Baldwin, Jermaine Curse, Doug Baldwin, Jermaine Curse, Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, Jermaine Curse, Tyler Lockett, 
Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett. Like, dude, he had Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett most of his career in Seattle. And you think Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett are just leaps and bounds better than Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton? I think Tyler Lockett's better than anybody's got on Denver right now. Uh, okay, uh, sh- sure. Maybe now. now, that's understandable. But as a tandem, would you take Doug Baldwin and Jermaine Curse over Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy? Wouldn't take those two, but that was before he found a lot of success too. I, uh, I would argue he didn't find success until T- Tyler Lockett joined Seattle. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, either way though, the drop off, like you guys, I understand the argument you guys are trying to have, but it's not like he's going from the Chiefs offense down to um the Raiders offense. But no. it, I mean is it? Hack it's just bad. It's just not that good. It could be the it, that's what leads me to believe, man. It, it it's gotta be the coaching, the scheming, everything, everything of the sort, man. Can't tell me he's not used to breathing mile high air by now. Maybe you know what you know what I mean. Honestly, I, I think there are a couple coaches that are just incredible coaches. But as an NBA fan, I thoroughly believe the talent makes the coach, not the other way around. Belichick, Popovich, those guys are outliers. Like those are truly elite coaches, right? But what's Phil Jackson without Kobe and Mike? You know, I I, I think the talent makes the coach. Peyton Manning made uh, Jim Caldwell look look great for a year. He's doo doo water. Uh, my my thing is uh, Russell Wilson since 2015, uh, going all the way to this year. His completion percentage: 68, 65, 61, 66, 66, 69, 65, and this year 59. He's just not accurate. He's just not as accurate as he has been in the past. And it has yeah. nothing to do with a drop-off in talent because it is a very slim drop-off in talent. It's the humidity. It, I, I'd say it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's looked awful. Difference in humidity. Uh, you think it's yeah. the air? That, that didn't yeah. air. pressure, air pressure, you know, all these, all these uh, Th- this is literally This is literally by far his, the most least accurate he's been in his entire career. His most. entire career. Look at his pressure rate. If if you have the stats pulled up this year, honestly, I I know Denver's line has just been decimated with injuries. Um, go on. While he looks that up, the Redskins. I'm sorry, Commanders roster with Kirk Cousins at QB. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garcon, Santana Moss. Not terrible. Not terrible. So How old was Santana Moss when he was there? Though, I'm saying, Lord though, regardless, like uh, you're you're looking at it from a fantasy perspective, which is unfair. You're talking about a guy who was drafted in the third round of the same draft that they took Robert Griffin the third, number two overall, ended up outplaying him, got a job, got franchise tagged, got franchise tagged again, and then sent on his way for a monster payday in Minnesota, and he's been crushing it ever since. He's been good enough. If we're talking from pure football, from fantasy, yeah, nah. I mean, I, no one wanted Kirk Cousins back then. Yeah. I, I'm just, again, right, circling it back to Russ, I personally think they're the last what, two years, three years, he's had DK and Lockett. I, 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 I'm, I'm a believer that talent makes it. So I was looking up the free agents, the free agent wide receiver class next year. 
Can I Jacoby can Myers. I interject on Russell Wilson? Yeah. I don't see his pressure percentage, but throughout his whole career, as of right now, this is the second fewest amount of sacks that he's taken in his in his entire career. Second fewest in his entire career. And just to go off of that, the most he took in his entire career was 2019 when he averaged his most his third most yards passing in his career his second highest QBR and his third highest passer rating was when he took the most sacks in his career. And that was in 2019, a mere three seasons ago. Yeah. Seattle's so he was even, line. so even when he was getting sacked the most mm-hmm. he, and under the pressure, the most, he was almost the most successful he's been in his career under duress. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now he's game, taking right? some of the fewest sacks in his entire career. And he's, again, averaging, aside from his rookie year, the fewest yards per game, his worst his worst QBR in his entire career, and his worst passer rating in his entire career. He just looks awful. And I can't really call it. He looks, he looks terrible. It's just hard to call it. I mean, drop off. um, My opinion is is the drop off in wide receiver talent, right? I mean, the Judy hype. Yeah, he's hyped up, but he's never done anything. He just hasn't. Judy doesn't have the stats to back up the hype. Corland Sutton had one super elite year, and it was elite, and it's all he's had. Injuries. Yeah. Injuries. Injuries. Exactly. If you can't stand, what's the best? Ability, Wayne? Availability, my friend. Period. I don't know. I, anyway, I was looking at the 23 free agent class next year, guys who, who could move, again, from a fantasy perspective. It's dry. Nelson Aguilar, Paris Campbell, DJ Chark, Randall Cobb, Jarvis Landry, Jacoby Myers is the biggest name. It's because we got so many running backs coming out. Jarvis Landry, yeah, Juju and and Jacoby are really the only two big names who could be moving teams next year. No, that means draft your wide receivers in this rookie draft. That's what that means to me. There's not many good ones. It's about three, maybe four. How do you feel about Butte from LSU? Quentin Johnson from TCU is going to be incredible, though. Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. For sure. All right, gentlemen. Tip of the cap on this one. Tip of the cap. Tip of the cap, laddies. Tip of the cap, boys. Mad Mob, we'll see you later on this week. Uh, Actually setting your DFS lineup for MVP. Boy.